congratulations on this amazing film. It is, I'm such a history buff and an Al Pacino buff. And you guys get to, you know, swim in, in a wonderful, wonderful lake here because it's historical. It's yeah. based on the truth and you get to work with Al Pacino. So I'll start with Meadow. What was it like, you know, going up against, uh, you know, acting wise, Al Pacino? Um, the first moments were so terrifying I can't even tell you it's like imagine the most intense roller coaster you've ever been on that moment where you know and it it catches everything because you know we were going in a very intense scene our first day up was one of the most intense scenes where um, I'm in jail and it's the first time we're meeting and uh, Al comes in and I'm you know, you do all your work as an actor and you do all your prep, but nothing can prepare you to lock <laughs> eyes with Al Pacino yeah. for the first time as, an, as him in character and, and me in character. And it was so intense. It's like, you know, um, you know, like, clear. <laughs> it was just so, so um, m- monumental for me. No feeling like it ever. And, but then... you're on the ride it it just everything takes over training your prep your you the character they just take over and you're just on for the ride but that moment is really really intense and it's like like jumping off a cliff isn't it just you have to swallow and jump it is and trust that your parachute will catch you because (laughs) you are going and Al's deep eyes are just like a well. You're just all the way in. <laughs> but uh, Sw- it was wonderful. Swen, uh, how about you? I mean, you know, that's got to be intense working, uh, you know, in a courtroom scene with, with Al. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, um, what more could you want? Working with one of the greatest living legends in the world alive today, sitting next to you in a courtroom for a couple of weeks. It truly was an experience of a lifetime. And it's something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. And for me, I, you know, you do your prep and everything like that. And then you have that moment of there he is. And for me, it was just, it was a beautiful thing from day one. And I enjoyed every second of it. And I think it's a beautiful film. Al Pacino killed it in the role. Meadow killed it in the role. All of us, you know, I think we made a beautiful movie. And um, I hope people get to enjoy it as well. Meadow, taking on a role, you know, of of someone who actually lived has got to be a huge responsibility for an actress. Did you do, you must have done a lot of research. I did. I definitely did. I I read the books. Um, I read the book this is based off of. I I studied her thoroughly. Um, I, I, I kept her pictures with me. There are a lot of pictures of her that I printed off, down, uh, downloaded off the internet and got from books and things. I printed them down. I carried them in a satchel with me to set every day. I looked at her face a lot. I had heard, I listened to her recordings that you can find online. There's quite a few of them still. And I, I listened to those and I really thought a lot about her. And she, she out told me the first day, he said, have you started to dream her yet? And I was like, what? And he said, you will. (laughs) And sure enough, she did. He said that when he gets in a character, very often um, they wake him up at night and and they stay in his mind at night and you dream their dreams. And I absolutely dreamed her dreams 
in um, Germany. We went to Germany. We, we visited Berlin before the film. They sent us over for three days. And I actually walked in the buildings where she worked. They still stand. Mm. And you could see where the, the Nazi flags used to be. You could see they still, they left the things that hold them, just took the flag down. So, you know, there was a lot of intense history there in Berlin. I had never been before. It's a beautiful city. Meta was so deep in the character. She never drinks Coca-Cola. <laughs> I've never in my entire life seen her drink a Coke. But when she was Mildred, when she was Axis Sally, she was drinking three Cokes a day on set. <laughs> and, and it turned out that she drank Coke, you know? So yeah, yeah, she was yeah. she was as deep as anyone can be. The best one was one day um, the director comes in and he says, I want all of her makeup off for the scene where she's going to be discovered in hiding. Mm. And we have pictures of, of Mildred after she was discovered. Mm -hmm. She was actually in full makeup because even when she was in hiding, she had her hair done like perfectly in a little updo that was like really uh, dainty and perfect, even when she was in hiding. And when he said that to the room, everybody just kind of looked and froze. And I said, Mildred wouldn't like that. You know, wow. Mildred, when she got caught, she she had full makeup. She wouldn't like that. And he said, well, I want you to do it. And <laughs> in the room, this drawer that was in front of me, that that's it, it's made into the building. It's made into the makeup room. It opened and slid <laughs> all the way out to touch my chest. Wow. And everybody in the room kind of went, Mildred's here. <laughs> and and uh, the makeup artist said, we're not touching that, you know, Puerto Rican <laughs> girls, they're very religious, they're not, we're, we're not touching that, and the director's like, oh, it wouldn't be the first time a ghost haunted me, and he just walked out, wow. and he, he let us keep the makeup on, but I absolutely felt like Mildred was in the room, and she was saying, do not mess with that, this is a woman that kept her makeup on for radio, <laughs> you know, she came in full makeup for radio, so, and every single time she believed that was part of being a public persona and mm. she was very much up for the job. She loved her custom dresses, her custom hats. Everything was polished. She was a very, very uh, beautiful and glamorous woman, but um, <laughs> I think she came back to visit <laughs> us when we tried to change her image a little. <laughs> now, you guys, you guys have known each other for a while. You worked on a, on a film uh, before. Yeah, yes, we've yes. Uh, we've you know been together for three and a half years, so it was an interesting experience being able to do a movie like this, where Billy Owen there is a relationship that builds between the two of them. At first, it's a very kind of um, cold relationship, but then as the film progresses, there is that history that builds between these two, mm -hmm. and I do feel like uh, Billy Owen, my character, you know, there's a Without him, you know, the trial could have gone a different way. So it was a fun thing to be able to explore that with your partner and have that roller coaster ride and those things. And it was certainly very different. We were two different people that were living together. It boils down to trust, doesn't it, between the, the actors and the characters? Absolutely. And especially if you're, you know, with the person, there's even that more of that trust that needs to be there because you're so used to being with meadow and meadow with swen and all of a sudden it's mildred <laughs> with billy but you know we we trust each other 100 and i think that that kind of 
fell into the characters. Yeah. Meadow, as, as more and more women are hopping behind the cameras, is that something you want to do is direct and produce? You would be amazed how many times I've been asked that. Um, I, I can do a lot of the things that directors need to be able to do. Um, you know, I definitely understand actors and I definitely can help an actor get to a place. Um, and I, I think that's a very important part of being a director. And I definitely understand editing and what mm. shot needs to go with what shot and, and how you put them together. Um, it's just so much work. I mean, <laughs> it really is. I admire directors so intensely because you have to have, you know, your head in so many different places at once. And I, I think that's wonderful and mm. I applaud them, but I think I will leave the directing to the directors. I've edited many times, that's hard. And, you know, as a director, you have to shoot for the edit. Mm. Um, it's, it's a lot. Do you direct? I do. I, I direct and I produce and I edit. I, you know, I, I have no formal education. I went to USC, so I'm really just <laughs> out there <laughs> somewhere. Um, I, but I feel like as actors, you kind of have to have, you know, your, your overall, you got to know what the director is, the editing is, the lighting, and it all, you know, it yes. helps. I think I think the better uh, directors have acting in their belt somewhere because there's an empathy and there's a shorthand that you have with other actors. Yes, there is. And Michael Polish did act too. So he's one of those, uh, our director. And, yeah. and Jason, our DP, was phenomenal. Yeah, and, and the film is shot in a very noir kind of way too. It, it uses shadow. It uses the jail as it's a character, you know, in, in, in the scenes. So I'm so excited about having people see this film. In our in our final moments that we have together, I'll start with Sven. Uh, Sven, I keep saying Sven, and I actually Sven is the technically the correct way to say it. So, and I've been right all along. You've been right all along. Uh, uh, what do you think people are going to pull from the film once they see it? I think that they'll find that if you're determined and if you're if your willpower is strong enough, it'll get you through the toughest of times because Mildred went through probably one of the toughest things that any human being can go through. And she trusted the people that were next to her. So I think the most important thing that people will take away is that no matter what life throws at you, no matter how difficult things get, if you just push through and think positive and know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel that you'll reach and better times are ahead, that that will happen. And with Mildred, it's the same thing. She had the people around her. She had Billy, she had Laughlin, and she had a, the strongest will that anyone could have had. And in the end, she came out, you know, you'll see. Yeah. Meadow? Oh, wow. Um, that is very well said, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> I, I absolutely love Mildred. I, I grew to know her very deeply. And I feel like she was the first me too. She was the first woman who was sexually harassed and, and put in a situation where she had to work under someone who was absolutely abusing her. And I, I applaud her for her courage. And many women have, have had to live like that since her. And I felt like it, it was an homage to the kind of pain that someone goes through. She had her significant other die in front of her of a horrible disease. She lost so many friends in the war. 
I, I felt like I needed to really tell her story mm. and, and to really tell the story of so many people who were flowers that might not have had their, their bouquet enjoyed by people or, or even understood or known. And I, I felt like she really had a lot that she lived through. And, and uh, I was crying all the time on the mm. set and, and in her life um, for even months after, I would still cry if I started to talk about her life. It was so very intense, but war is hell. And a mm. lot of people have lived through that and we can't forget, we can't forget the, the things that people lived through in World War II. You know, she was in the middle of people that were being taken from her and put in concentration camps. If yeah. anyone displeased the people that were above her, that's where they went. And they would, sometimes they would shoot them right in the building. Like she would be working and they would take them away from her and shoot them. And this is what she was living with and the, the constant threat that she was going to be put to death. So I, I feel that maybe in some way, a lot of people have felt oppressed um, and, and she is a woman that lived with it and came through it. And I applaud her courage and strength as I do all women that are oppressed by anyone you know, yeah. in their life. Yeah, the film does make that point that, you know, she was a prisoner of war. She was told what to say. And, and uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, in, in the reality of, of what happened, she she was convicted of treason and, and uh, was sent away for, what, 30 years or so. And she got out in 61. You know, had the trial happened today, I think there would have been more um, leniency to, to what she had, had gone through. But you you played her beautifully. Thank you. Thank you. And I think people are more... Um understanding about women there 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 have um we have evolved as a culture and and people definitely see what sexual harassment what physical harassment what these things really are and it's no longer swept under the rug and thank god for it but um i think in that time women were more of a possession and she was a strong career driven, mm -hmm. driven woman in a time when women were still treated as a possession so I, I think uh, she might have been one of the early ones that she started the to first. change things, you know. And yeah. Well, God bless you guys for, for giving me this time this morning. You guys are great. I, my new best friends, I'll tell you. Oh, uh, yay. Yay. We got hey, another one. <laughs> when this COVID thing uh, uh, lifts off and I can get uh, to L.A. or whatever, I'll take you guys out for a dinner. Let's uh, Absolutely. Let's hang. We'd love to. 100%. Wonderful. Please. You guys take care. Thank you very much. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.